VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? Tread confidently in winter's worst with a set of new tires from Tire Rack. They sell only the best, like the full line of Michelin tires. Go to TireRack.com slash sports. That's TireRack.com slash sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. That's TireRack.com, TireRack.com, TireRack.com. The way tire buying should be. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Last season on the Choosing Sides F1 podcast, we established unequivocally that F1 is the pinnacle of motorsports. We did, but honestly, I was left with more questions than answers, Tony. I'm Tony Cameron Brown, a tech, culture, and F1 commentator. And I'm Michael Costa, comedian from The Daily Show. Join us for season two of Choosing Sides F1. Our F1 102, if you will. And get all of the answers. All of them? Listen to Choosing Sides F1 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Davis Miller, host of the new podcast, The Tao of Muhammad Ali. I met Ali in 1988, and surprisingly, we became friends. His influence profoundly changed my perspective on the purpose of life itself. I'll tell you that story, and also stories of others touched by the champ. Listen to The Tao of Muhammad Ali on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Thanks for listening to the Best of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weeknight from 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. Eastern, 7 to 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every night on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. This is the Best of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon on Fox Sports Radio. Wait, wait, don't interrupt. The Knicks are coming down to the wire. Hang on. Hang on. The Knicks are coming down. This is my uh, nightmare. That's uh, how you're starting a Friday night. No, they're still That's down. how you're starting the last show you and uh, I are going to do they're still, in 2019. They're you're going to talk about the bleeping Knicks. They're still down 20. I thought they could get a hoop there and get it under 20. What, you uh, thought sometime during no, the commercial they break they went on a tremendous run? I thought they were going to get it right there. They did not. <laughs> <laughs> I thought they'd get it under 20. Listen, Charlie Brown, the football is getting pulled away. Happy okay? Friday to everybody but Mike Harmon. We're live from the Geico Studios. <laughs> it is Friday. Uh, happy Rise of Skywalker Day, night, evening. Jason, you going to spoil it now or later? People, I'll, I'll spoil Rise of Skywalker now. Luke is Chewbacca's dad. Whoa. Uh, it, I, I, you know, I would have thought it was the other way around. People didn't know that. No, Most well, controversial. They make you think that. But he must have been really horny. Lucas <laughs> Frostberg, this is like three hours too early for oh! <laughs> Just throwing down the gauntlet right off the jump. Hey, we're on the East Coast. Easy, Chewy. Spicy. Hello, America. Uh, and the reviews are the same. Some people love the movie. Some people convince themselves they need to love the movie. Some people <laughs> don't like it, are polarized by it. 
and it's starting to get a few, and I haven't seen them, but don't worry, no spoilers, of course. I haven't seen any uh, uh, any anything on it, but I've seen there's been controversy with some of the things in the movie, which I'm very excited to see tomorrow night, because what the hell could Star Wars do that's controversial? Star Wars, I mean, Star Wars, how controversial could Star Wars be? The only line that I, I saw that had anything that left me curious was, it tries to fix problems from Last Jedi. I'm like, Last Jedi was just a movie. Oh, I, I well, if you're trying to fix problems, that, that's what it is. But it, I didn't, like I didn't hyper-analyze it to say, well, you know, I really had a problem with how they dealt with this character. It's like it in got, sports, when the new regime comes in and we got to fix the problems yeah. of the old regime. No, no, just do your new thing. Don't worry about what they did. All that, that's sunk cost. Just let, let yeah, but, that but go, also, let it all go. Don't forget that J.J. Abrams set up the, whatever problems they thought Johnson had with the last Jedi. So now that he comes back, he's, he's you know, all, you know, going all territorial and marking his... Well, this is what happens with stupid to have three different people doing you with very different visions, visions. and very yes. different ideas of what they like and what they didn't like. You're in charge of these three movies because you could tell the importance of Finn and Force Awakens. J.J. Abrams loved Finn's character. Second movie. Hey, you know what? You're in an outpost uh plot line that really is not central to the movie at all. So, you, I mean, you could tell that there's certain character, I don't like this character. Like this one. Well, but yeah, it also, once happens. it hits theaters and audiences, it resonates. Some characters do, some don't. Some go, all right, he's all right, but I don't like him. I like him, I don't love him. Ah, you, know, look, you know, all of those kind of things. Daisy Ridley, maybe people fell in love a little bit there, so a little bit more run there. And then they were still trying to navigate the whole Kylo Ren problem. So you have uh, that I, going. Listen, the likability issue. All of these things could be solved if Kylo Ren was a better villain. No, absolutely. But every, it doesn't matter. We would be, it's like if you have a good quarterback, right, and your quarterback is great and he can brush, broad brush over all the problems your team well, has. Well, like Aaron Rodgers. Pro, yeah. in the in years prior. Like Sam Darnold, you know, like the, the certain quarterbacks Eventually, can do that. Sam yeah. trash. But and then you then you don't have the quarterback and you go, "Oh my goodness. Whoa, this team has problems." No, it really you does know, magnify. A good things. villain would every everything would be fine. Sure. Everything yeah. would be fine. Well, the only thing that uh, I, I really tracked in all of this was, well, what's going to be the box office? And that's where they're little skies falling kind of thing going on because you're hoping to set more records as the year ends, right? And now, because uh, if, if it doesn't, it's, it's, it's not a success. If a Star Wars movie doesn't set a record, it's not a success. It's, I tell you, it's a, you're playing above the rim with these movies. Well, you, and now you're tracking against Endgame is really where your benchmark is for how to finish off a well, franchise and everything else. They put Thanos in Rise of Skywalker. I think people would really go see it. Well, is it the whole thing with the I, oh, I would glove? I would have sat out there like a jackass for a week if Thanos was in there. Are you kidding me? If he's got a glove. Oh, you can... got the force? Well, blank you. I got a gauntlet. <laughs> that would actually have been great delivered by Sam Jackson. Blank you. I got a gauntlet, blanker, blanker. Uh, well, so. who Maybe Mace Windu comes back and he delivers a line. <laughs> now, that would be something special in Star Wars. That'd the be, first four-letter word. Because you know, like at the end of TV at the end of TV series, when it's the, the series finale, they always try to bring back as many characters as they could just one more time because you enjoyed them, their run during the thing. Sure. Can you imagine trying to do that with Star Wars, bringing everybody back? 
Even even just for a minute, you know, <laughs> Bosk comes walking through, just waves to everybody. Oh, look, Bosk apparently is 150 years old. Well, I mean, he showed up in Mandalorian, yeah. so I mean, that was good. And, you know, like I, I get, as long as I get to see Bosk once every 20 years, well, I think I'm know, okay. You got you to have that a little bit, and you know, it's it's all fun for. I mean, you could do like Harry Potter and even characters you've never actually seen. Oh, they're just yeah. ghosts kind of floating around. Yeah, hey, I might kill yeah, that guy. Yeah. Hey, Jason, tonight's gonna work a little different than normal. Okay. Normally, you ruin movies for everybody? I don't ruin movies. Tonight, we're going to ruin Star Wars ending oh, for you. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. How, what are you going to do? How, what, how oh, are you it's gonna not going to be on air. Ren goes dark side. Oh. It'll be off air. Yeah, you don't even know. Who's Ren? Uh, Steepy, yeah. you Kylo idiot. Ren. Kylo Ren is already on the dark side. No, he's not. Yeah, he, he's a whiner. He's not dark side. <laughs> no, he's not. The, I mean, he's on the light side. I mean, he's on the. Yeah. He's not, no, I mean, he's he's good. I he's mean, like he's on bad. the warm side of yeah. anything. Ren, Ren. See that? See that red button? <laughs> Do you touch that red button? It's going to erase all of history. You won't touch it, will you? <laughs> Different you do, Ren. Groot. Don't touch the red button. <laughs> Different am, Ren, but hey. Groot. Explain to millennials who Groot is. No, no, no. no. Come on, millennials. No, I know Groot. No, yeah, Ty, yeah, Ty should know Groot. I would Groot. eat Groot. What about Groot? You, you, you know, Groot. Groot, you have to explain to millennials He's a plant, who Groot right? is. I yeah. thought you were going all despicable me. <laughs> Good night, Agnes. Never get older. Uh, so Ty, Ty shirt. I mean, he has no idea. He could just say whatever he wants to and no, no one would put any stock in. He could exactly. be right about everything. He could be right about everything. People go, yeah, he doesn't know. I can tell you the well, world's he's a ending. legend yeah. in his own mind. The what world is ending? Our world is ending? Or is it? <laughs> My world is He's empty. got the first plant-paced Jordans. You, babe. <laughs> he's, he's living life I right do. now. Uh, How do you feel about it, the, the making of those shoes? Yeah, Tyshirt, well, by the way, <laughs> well, let's just let's just say Tyshirt got a very nice present. Rob Parker gave him his first pair of Air Jordans Yes, uh, as a Christmas gift. I bought them that, for 20 bucks. That kind hall. of blows the crap out of my gift to you from the other day, <laughs> but that's okay. I still loved it, Jay. Uh, but... Uh, now I gotta ask you this: Do you know who Jordan is that the sneaker is made for? I'm assuming it's just like a brand, right? Like Vans, like off the wall. Yes, it is. That's what it is. It's so just a brand. That's so pretty it, good. It, it's if I had to guess, it would probably be like Michael B. Jordan, right? It is Michael B. Michael B. Jordan and Jordan Knight from New Kids on the Block. Yes, that's yes, the they, one. They, they did sneakers together. I knew what about it. Jordan Palmer. <laughs> Instead of hats, he gives out shoes. Jordan. Palmer. Wow, look at the, the number of people who have made the first five minutes of this show. It's kind of like Star Wars all the way back. Rapid fire. All these people we've what. talked about for the past six plus years. That's all. We're going to ruin your life tonight like the ending of Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> so happy Star Wars Friday. Uh, it's a big weekend of the National Football League. There's so many big games to preview. Big Football Friday coming up in a few minutes. We'll get to all of them. We'll take a look at all three of the big games tomorrow. We'll get into the big games on Sunday. I mean, this is it. This is where rubber hits the road for a lot of teams when it comes to, are we going to move on? Are we going to get home field? Are we going to have to go on the road? This is a huge, huge weekend. But, first of all, I want to say this. I had 40 minutes, nearly 40 minutes of my life last night because just taken away from me that I'm never going to get back. Can I take a guess why? Why? Go ahead. You were uh, searching for the Steph Curry news. I Well, when I get home and I see Steph Curry, I get on Twitter one more time, usually before I go uh, go to bed and everything, and I see Steph Curry trending. And then I see Aisha trending. And I thought, oh my, are they getting a divorce? Why are Steph Curry and Aisha Curry trending? And then there's a story <laughs> that someone put nude photos of Steph Curry on the internet. 
And I'm like, whoa, what the? And I'm you trying had to, to be the first ones to I'm see trying it. To, no, I wasn't looking for the pictures. I was looking for the story. And I just kept seeing all these people going, oh, this is my look after seeing Steph Curry nude photos. And, and, and see, I'm like, oh, my God. And then I'm looking. Then I look under Aisha Curry. Why is Aisha Why Curry trying to? Why does my thumb hurt from hitting refresh? And, I, and I, don't, I don't understand what's going on. Click, 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 click. And then, and then I, wake up, I wake up today, and I'm like, this is going to be everywhere. I mean, this is going to be the story of the day. And turns out, nope. Not a scandal. This was fake news. They were not pictures of Steph Curry. It is not a scandal. It was not How Steph. How do you know, though? Uh, because it There's was There's only debunked. one way you know if they're fake. Well, certain Whether people you would know, know if they're fake. Whether you know he has a mole or <laughs> scars. <laughs> hey, who knows what Steph's naked body looks like so I can look and see if uh, there's I a mean, mole I mean, go to somewhere. Draymond for confirmation. Yeah, no, no, no. It's, uh, it's not him. Every everybody, look, how do you know? Because what well, we've got the denial from his agent, from other people involved, that this his agent's was on payroll. You're gonna believe him? That's right. If That's absolutely right. If Frostberg. it was really Steph Curry, we, it would, you it would know, say, this right? This is Steph Curry. No, no, no. Somebody would know, and we'd be out there that this is Steph Curry. Tell him, little Steph Curry from the side. Tell him, little Steph says hello. hello. So it's a, it's a, it's a hoax. Not naked photos of Steph Curry. And if but it is, who gives a damn? <laughs> going down the rabbit hole of, oh, it must have been it must have been a mistress who put this on, or maybe Aisha put it online herself, and then people are finding this this column uh, that Aisha said a few years ago, oh, I send Steph naked pictures yeah. of me all the time. No, we talked going, about that. Oh, my God, what is going on? And I couldn't find anything. And I went to bed, and I said, okay, this is going to wake up. This will be the biggest scandal that tomorrow. Much time be on fine. That? And That's then, pretty good. That's probably about a half hour. I wow. Mean, look, I got home. And there was, you know, there are no good movies on. And I had finished the book I was reading. Wasn't gonna. I saw Steph Curry. I'm like, well, I, I gotta find out what's going on here because this is gonna be the big topic of conversation tomorrow. And now it turns out to be a hoax. See, I I started finding my inspiration for 2020, and I watched a few minutes of Thanos. <laughs> That's how I spent the end of my Thursday. Thirty minutes looking for new dudes. No, looking for the story. I was looking for the story. Jason, I don't know about you anymore. The story. The story. Yeah, this isn't exactly show research. It was Jason. a story. It was. It wasn't when, on a work computer, so it's when, okay. Yeah, when <laughs> Steph Curry is trending on Twitter, and then Aisha, we I got we got to look into that. I mean, that's that's you the, do like Aisha. You, that's you, part you, of you typed tape too, didn't you? No, oh. no, no, I didn't type tape. Oh. Stop with that. You, oh, you stop. Did it. I know where your mind is. Yeah, I watched Thanos last night. You probably watched some kind of adult film Thanos where Thanos had a glove and the woman comes in and takes a stone and then falls under Thanos. No, no, it's not Edward Scissorhands parody. I don't know. You probably watched some kind of movie like that. Captain Marvel comes in and Captain America comes in and then there's a thing. (laughs) Two dudes at the same time. Sounds like you... uh... Don't you've either Wonder written Woman. one of these films or what? you've really watched the series. Well, well hang on. Hey, dude, come on, man. Wonder what? Woman is DC. You What's can't, the difference? You, you can't mix that. They're all superheroes. Not even in adult films would you mix Wonder. People would be taking... I'm okay. taking right out of the Jason. movie. All I'm taking right out of the movie. Equal, Jason. No, but I'm taking... If you show me an adult film in which the women characters are okay. a mix of Marvel and DC, that takes me right out of the movie. No, but I satisfy everyone with that combination. I, I can't buy it as realistic anymore. I can't buy it. No, it's done. Come on, Come Jay. on, that was a good turn of phrase. I need no. to get a smile. That, that was a turn, but now I'm thinking about Wonder Woman and what it would be. Yeah, you can't just Let's mix be it honest, up. Let's though, Jay. Who can't would you want to watch out of all of it? Wonder Woman. 
Uh, yeah, but no, that, thank you. But it's got to be. He's going Hawkeye for but sure. But it's got to be. <laughs> I'm a bow and arrow away from being Hawkeye. Uh, no, if Wonder Woman was in a movie by herself. No, with everybody. With the other DC Woman. heroes and villains. Oh, now she's yeah, with okay. everybody. Okay. <laughs> this is escalating oh, very quickly. Well, other stories was in the a movie. solo movie. It was just, no, what no, are you talking I wouldn't about? want to see Solo. I wouldn't want yeah, no, that. That would be, work? That would be Han Solo and Chewbacca. And I don't, what about I, Hope oh, wow. Solo? Uh, no, Hope said, no, she's pregnant now. She's having a kid. Come on. Let's not, let's not get silly now. Let's not get crazy. Tie shirt. What about Wonder Woman? That's the stupidest thing you've ever seen. Not at all. Have you not heard him extol the virtues of Gal Gadot at every turn? Low these many years. Wonder Woman in a movie with Marvel. Come on. That's just, you know. And here comes another guy. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Last season on the Choosing Sides F1 podcast, we established unequivocally that F1 is the pinnacle of motorsports. Lily Herman, my co-host in season one, helped me choose a team. A driver, and then... Well, we sent you on your jolly way. Yeah. I'm Tony Cameron Brown, a tech, culture, and F1 commentator. I'm Michael Costa, comedian, Daily Show correspondent. And we're back with season two, because as it turns out, F1's newest fan is still a little... Dazed and confused. Join us for season two of Choosing Sides F1 as we dive deeper into the rabbit hole of the pinnacle of motorsports. Who makes money here? What's CFD? How do you manage a tire? You, get back in there. What are the rumors? What's the gossip? But you also know that someone's listening to your radio. Uh, I'm going to pull up a picture of a tea cozy. I, I want to see what this thing looks like. Are you going to be doing that accent this whole pod? Listen to season two of Choosing Sides F1 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts. Or wherever you get your podcast. You find it. I'm Davis Miller, host of the new podcast, The Dow of Muhammad Ali. I met Ali back in 1988, and to my great surprise, we became friends. His influence profoundly changed my perspective on family, spirituality, and on the purpose of life itself. I'll tell you that story and also stories of others touched by the champ, including people such as Reverend Al Sharpton and James Buster Douglas. We'll even hear from Muhammad's daughter, Rashida. Well, my dad was, he was Peter Pan. Like, he never really grew up. He was very mature when it came down to social issues. He was very in tune. He felt a responsibility to be able to share his connection to millions of people who were in need. 
In each of these stories, we share lessons, lessons that have meant a great deal to me and that I hope will be meaningful to you. Listen to The Tao of Muhammad Ali on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Julian Edelman from Games with Names, and we're on a search to find the greatest games of all time. I'm talking Hall of Famers, MVPs, gold medalists. I absolutely hate the Colts, bro. This game, I swear, led to the deflate gate. Hey guys, this ball's a little flat. <laughs> Ever wonder what a locker room feels like at a halftime of a Super Bowl? Julian walking around, I'm pretty sure he had his shirt off for reasons I'm not sure. He was saying, gotta believe. Oh, you gotta believe. From 18 and one with Eli. Are you calling Bill just a cheater? Is that what you're I'm saying right saying now? He's, he's looking for an advantage. The 2004 ALCS with big top it Red Sox in 2004 bounced back after the 3-0 in a winner chicken dinner. Homie. The immaculate reception with Terry Bradshaw. Fired the ball. I hear the roar of the crowd. I never thought he caught the ball, but he did. We're going to dive deep into the most iconic games with the most iconic people. New episodes dropping weekly. Listen to Games with Names on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. At this point... For the Buccaneers, Jameis Winston has thrown for the most yards in the NFL, second in touchdown passes. As President Obama used to like to say, in my opinion, is evolving of certain situations. At this point, if you're Tampa Bay, yeah, franchise Jameis Winston, bring him back for one more year. Well, give him one more year with Bruce Arians. As I've said uh, a lot uh, over the course of the NFL season, he's maddening, but there's so much good in each game tape. And you're like, all right, give me another year with Bruce Arians yelling at him and working through combinations mm-hmm. and working through and with those receivers. And now you've got another gem, former first rounder and Perriman stepping up into a big role. I don't know what happened in Baltimore, but either way, <laughs> here he is. He's here and he's now and he's now your number three guy. Number one because of the injuries, but just uh, intriguing offense, no question about it, for 2020. Well, and also because what are you going to do in the offseason, right? You, you, you were playing too well to get a great draft pick, yep. so now you're the later part of the first round since you're 7-7. Seven and seven. Tua's not going to last there for you. You're, you're taking Jake Fromm at some point. You're taking another quarterback who you're hoping at some point can be the future. So since that's not going to happen for you and the guys are going to be out there free agency aren't going to be players you can convince to say, okay, I'm coming here, going to give you a lot of money. Yeah, I can see it. One more year, Jameis Winston, franchise him, see what you have, and then move on from there. I am okay with that. He has really come on in the past month and the, the – stats, the the points he's putting on the board. Yes, he's taking it away from you also with all his interceptions, but one more year for Jameis Winston. I'm good with that. Am I buying the Texans? My Texans. They were your Texans. As playoff contenders. Are they threw them away a long time ago. Are they contenders or pretenders? Am I buying the Texans? I am going to buy them just like you should buy them every year. I'll believe in them to a point. Can they make the playoffs? Yes. Absolutely. As you see, they're at the top of the the AFC South. But is this a team that can play a playoff game and go and shock the world and win a game they're not supposed to win? Not happening. They can win what if they're playing their first game against a team that is of equal talent or lesser talent, yeah, the Texans can win this game. But 
if they have to go anywhere else, if you're you're looking up at anyone that okay, we got to play the Chiefs, we have to play. No, not happening. They're they're just not good enough. I've seen this act from Houston so many times. I'll believe in them to a point, and when they play a team that they should, I know they're going home. Even if, you know what, even a team that if they match up evenly against, where boy, this is kind of a pick'em game, they'll wind up finding a way to lose because they always find a way to lose. I just don't think defensively, when we get to playoff football, they'll have enough. And yes, you had the outlier. You had the game against the the Patriots that everybody points to. See them a second time. Wonder if it looks a little bit different. But I would I would liken the the Texans and let's throw the Titans in while we're at it. The winner of the AFC South is just the more aesthetically pleasing, the prettier version of the NFC East winner. Ooh, it's not that much prettier. I mean, boy, no, but, but the that's NFC what I mean. East winner is oh, but, that's really but here's difficult, the thing, man. But both the NFC East winners, I feel, even if they're uglier, getting to where they are, yeah, they also have more talent at their disposal to potentially go on a run if suddenly things broke right. Now we have nothing through week fifteen of the NFL season to tell us about that, that. Suddenly I, we're getting on a path. I think Dallas goes into New Orleans or or Green Bay. I, I think they get they get their their butts handed to them. I don't, I don't, there's, I, I can't see Dallas or Philadelphia going on and shocking the world. Not unless the Eagles bring back T.O. No, they might. Hey, they might. You know hey, what? If, even if he's on a busted leg, he's still better than what they're trotting out there right oh, now. Oh, he's tweeting right now and it's glorious. <laughs> we'll get to it later <laughs> in the show. Maddie got he left off salty. that list again, huh? So I'll buy the Texans, but only to a point because I know right. at some point they're going to go home. Bills and the Patriots. Am I buying the Bills in this game? Yes. I am buying the Bills in this game, and I will make them one of my upset special picks later on in the show. No! But can I buy the Bills for the playoffs? Why not? Every other team in the AFC is flawed. Baltimore is the best, and then when you get down from Baltimore, Kansas City, they're flawed. Their defense is not that good. They, they're they not scoring points with the ease with which they used to do so. The Patriots can't score points at all. And how much can their defense carry them? All of these other good teams in the AFC are all really flawed. Buffalo Bills was an easy schedule early on. Yes. But did they give the good teams a run for their money? Yes. They did it with New England. Did it with Baltimore. Why not buy Buffalo? Why not Buffalo? Their defense is good enough. They score enough points. Josh Allen makes enough clutch plays. Why not buy Buffalo? There's no reason not to say, all right, you know what? Can Buffalo win this game and, and move on and, 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 and pull an upset or two? Absolutely, because everybody else is flawed. So why not Buffalo? See, I, I think they're a pain in the ass in that Josh Allen is a developing talent. He's a guy, look, when we, we take the quarterbacks of last year, he's second now, right? Behind Lamar? Uh, yeah. Oh, sure. By a pretty wide we margin. We did that. It's, it's Lamar. Right, we did, we did it's that Josh a couple, Allen. what, probably six, seven weeks ago. And, yeah. And you look at where he's at developmentally, makes a lot of plays with his legs, making fewer mistakes, taking fewer chances, mm-hmm. just pushing the ball downfield. Still some fumbling issues. If you're going to run that often, that's going to be part of the part of the package that comes with it. But the defense is good. Brown's a good wide receiver. More Singletary, less of the old guys. Good combination. And so you you look at where this team is, they're dangerous, right? Good secondary, opportunistic defense at times, and a playmaker at quarterback. Maybe not always with the the big deep pass that you were anticipating, but that's coming. 
That's coming. They're working towards that. I, I was a Josh Allen buyer early, and I'll buy them. I don't buy them this week. I think New England gets them in this one. But I, I think now that they're in and Bill's Mafia will be ready to represent, it's a beautiful thing. Get the chairs out. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Last season on the Choosing Sides F1 podcast, we established unequivocally that F1 is the pinnacle of motorsports. Lily Herman, my co-host in season one, helped me choose a team, a driver, and then... Well, we sent you on your jolly way. Yeah. I'm Tony Cameron Brown, a tech, culture, and F1 commentator. I'm Michael Costa, comedian, Daily Show correspondent. And we're back with season two because, as it turns out, F1's newest fan is still a little dazed and confused. Join us for season two of Choosing Sides F1 as we dive deeper into the rabbit hole of the pinnacle of motorsports. Who makes money here? What's CFD? How do you manage a tire? You, get back in there. What are the rumors? What's the gossip? But you also know that someone's listening to your radio. Uh, I'm going to pull up a picture of a tea cozy. I want to see what this thing looks like. Are you going to be doing that accent this whole pod? Listen to season two of Choosing Sides F1 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts. Or wherever you get your podcasts. You find it. I'm Davis Miller, host of the new podcast, The Tao of Muhammad Ali. I met Ali back in 1988, and to my great surprise, we became friends. His influence profoundly changed my perspective on family, spirituality, and on the purpose of life itself. I'll tell you that story and also stories of others touched by the champ, including people such as Reverend Al Sharpton and James Buster Douglas. We'll even hear from Muhammad's daughter, Rashida. Well, my dad was, he was Peter Pan. Like, he never really grew up. He was very mature when it came down to social issues. He was very in tune. He felt a responsibility to be able to share his connection to millions of people who were in need. In each of these stories, we share lessons. Lessons that have meant a great deal to me and that I hope will be meaningful to you. Listen to The Tao of Muhammad Ali on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Julian Edelman from Games With Names, and we're on a search to find the greatest games of all time. 
I'm talking Hall of Famers, MVPs, gold medalists. I absolutely hate the Colts, bro. This game, I swear, led to the deflate gate. Hey guys, this ball's a little flat. <laughs> Ever wonder what a locker room feels like at a halftime of a Super Bowl? Julian walking around, I'm pretty sure he had his shirt off for reasons I'm not sure. He was saying, gotta believe. Oh, you gotta believe. From 18-1 with Eli. Are you calling Bill just a cheater? Is that what you're I'm saying right saying now? He's, he's looking for an advantage. The 2004 ALCS with big top it Red Sox in 2004 bounced back after the 3-0. Winner, winner, chicken dinner, homie. The immaculate reception with Terry Bradshaw. Fired the ball. I hear the roar of the crowd. I never thought he caught the ball, but he did. We're going to dive deep into the most iconic games with the most iconic people. New episodes dropping weekly. Listen to Games with Names on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. But for the last time in 2019, Mike and I are going to give you our upset special picks of the weekend in football. I will put my now 18 and 10 mark on the line. I was 12 and 10 a month ago. I had three straight 2 and 0 weeks, and now 18 and 10, I'm trying to finish 20 and 10. For 2020, we're going to put on suits and we're going to do video hits. Here's my lock week. Dial this Hell number yeah. and it'll my, be the, the number to nowhere. My first pick. Go ahead. I'm taking the Buffalo Bills, getting seven Clean over the Patriots. That's a lot of points. Buffalo is on a roll. They will hold the New England offense down. They're a really good defense and New England's offense struggles. There's no one coming to the rescue for New England. You can't scheme when you don't have the horses. Buffalo wins this on the field, and suddenly it's meltdown city for New England. But I'll still take the points. I mean, well, you got to. I mean, that's a field, lot of but points. But I'm going to take the points. Games I'm going to take New the, England. Jason. I'm going to take the set. I've seen them lose. I'm taking Buffalo. I'm taking the seven points. They have the Bills plays, man. I, I, I like saying. the gutsiness. Under over under on this one is 37. Uh, I think we'll take the under comfortably. 17-16. Uh, I'm on the Patriots in this one, uh, but not laying the points. I'll take the Bills when you're going to give me six and a half or seven points. Thank you very much. Uh, the Carolina Panthers start Will Greer, their third-round pick. This is really just an indictment of the Colts. While I could see the, hey, we got embarrassed in our last start, we have to come back and play with pride, they're not very good. Yeah, that's that's the issue. Offensively, you've got a problem where you're scoring 17 points or fewer in an awful lot of games in recent memory. Uh, Greer making his best case, right? Kyle Allen had his shot. Now it's all right. You got a couple of weeks. Let's see what you have here because you went out and drafted him. You took your shot. So for Will Greer, he's got his wide receivers, Samuel, and, and you're looking at DJ Moore, little Greg Olson, and of course, obviously, a lot of Christian McCaffrey. I'm looking at that. They're getting seven uh, on the road at Indianapolis. That's an awful lot of points for a Colts team. For my second pick, I will take the Cleveland Browns. Cleveland! Cleveland! Getting 11. Yes, sir, Brownies! Over the Ravens. I just figured you Truth. surprised him with that one. He was not expecting I was not ready. You were not ready for me to actually say That Cleveland. was wild. <laughs> they got a lot on the line. They're at home. They lit up Baltimore in their first game. They still have a lot to play for. Just like I told you, I know the Jets are going to show up on Sunday for the Steelers. Unless They're going to they win that game. Cleveland shows up at home for a big game here against a really good team. It would be something very Browns to do. I'll tell you, I think the Browns win on the field again, but I will take the 11 points. 
Yeah, for the purpose of the show, since you know we'll still be doing fresh content next week, uh, I hope they get buried because <laughs> the better better story is when the meltdown is going on. Uh, I'm looking at tomorrow. Tomorrow, the early game. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers at home, plus three and a half, slinging Jameis Winston, getting it done with Brashad Perriman and a cast of fouls and O.J. Howard, Cameron Bray, whatever you need. Uh, this one opens up. A lot, a lot, not a lot of defense being played here. You're over-under sitting at 51 and a half. I will take the over, and I'm going to take the Bucks to win outright. Oh, look at you, Bucks outright. Big day, Jameis Winston, Bruce four Arians touchdowns, his, four picks. He's going to go over 400 yards again, and Bruce Arians is going to celebrate with a nice stiff drink on his jaunty You hat. guys should parlay your picks. You'd be billionaires. I'll tell you, 18 and 10, I should. Well, but that's the point is you got to go bald. I'll be 20 and 10 after this week. No, you won't. Yeah. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Well, the one thing I think you need to apologize for being the guy that had Cameron Kelly's song skipped on the jukebox in Pittsburgh last night. I mean, you could have let the guy have his song played. Now we got a whole controversy surrounding it. Well, they even offer that now, that thing where you can actually pay money to like usurp someone's song. Yeah. I mean, how brutal is that? You know what I mean? It's just, it's, you don't mess with a man's jukebox. Well, in his case, not so good to the Steelers stuck in today for those who are up to date with what's going on. And yet, uh, just, a, just a bizarre deal. Very, very bizarre. It's a shame for the young man, right? You think about that. You know, you drop a dime in the jukebox, and uh, there you go. And then now you're not of a job. Well, if you drop a dime in the jukebox, you're getting a whole lot of nothing these days, too, Alex. I mean, we're talking straight bills. Don't put another dime in the jukebox. I don't want to hear that song, no. Anyway, I'm, I'm dating myself. Nicely hey, done. That you, was pretty good. Are though. you on my side that the Jets are going to pull the upset and beat the Steelers on Sunday? I am. Actually, I am on this one. And, uh, <laughs> I, just think, I think in the case, you know, it's Greg Williams against a young quarterback game in New York. And I, listen, I mean, it's now practice what the New York Jets have done to Le'Veon Bell. And, I mean, it's just absolutely ridiculous. And it's almost like it's become a non-story this week when you would think that the Le'Veon Bell revenge game would be so huge. I mean, he led the NFL. With a, a minimum of 30 games played, right, between 2013 and 2017. He led the NFL with 129 yards from scrimmage per game, okay? With the Jets, 83 yards from scrimmage per game. Blah. You know, I, I, it's, just, it's just not fair. And it's amazing to me, Adam Gase, the offensive genius, not finding a way to use this guy. So, uh, again, look, but I, I will say this: Sam Darnold, 11 touchdowns, three interceptions in his past six games, 4-2 record. He's playing better. Obviously, the win the season started, and he was sidelined by Mono and all those problems. It's not a good Jets team, but I think for the Steelers, there are some real issues right now on the offensive side of the football, and I think the Jets should be able to capitalize upon this. Alex, as we look at the games uh, with tomorrow's games, as much as I want to talk Duck Hodges for a while, uh, the, the Rams, Todd Gurley, the last couple of weeks, not too happy with his coach, not too happy with his quarterback. And as a team, you know, the holes being exposed, are they're done unless there's just a huge convergence of events to make things happen. But, you know, can they play spoiler at all here with, and keep San Francisco in the five seed? Or is this a foregone conclusion? They go to San Francisco and lose this game. I think they're going to lose. And also someone else who may not be around in 2020, and it's on my Twitter, is Wade Phillips. And uh, his contract expires at the end of the season. And he's going to have a talk with Sean McVay about whether they want to continue going in the direction that they're going. But uh, from the folks I talked to in the league, they would not be surprised at all if Wade Phillips is coaching elsewhere 
in 2020 deciding to move on to, to you know, just like with the Denver Broncos, where both sides end up splitting more on the Broncos side, quite honestly, than it was uh, the way Phillips side. But Wade would be in demand as a defensive coordinator. The man is born to coach, and I would imagine he would still keep coaching. But his defense also, three games this year in which they've given up 42 or more points. That's the most in the NFL. And obviously the Cowboys dropping 44 on them last week. And we're put as the Rams, they've gotten, you know, fat on, on you know, bad offenses. They're, you know, they're one and four against top five offenses, seven mm-hmm. and two against the others. And the 49ers are just fantastic, you know, on the offensive side of the football. I mean, the 49ers in Baltimore, the only teams that rank in the top 10 scoring offense, total offense, scoring defense, and total defense. The good news for the 49ers, Richard Sherman's back, Kwan Williams is back. That is significant. By the way, Jimmy Garoppolo playing some really good football. 19 touchdown passes since the 49ers traded for Emmanuel Sanders. He tied for the second most in the NFL in that span since week eight. All right, Am, I'm going to ask you the most difficult question you've been asked all season long. I'm going to ask you a question, and you're going to say, I don't know how to answer it. Is it how much money you have to put in a jukebox to hear a song? <laughs> That's pretty well done. That's good callback. It's, at, it's, at, least a dollar. it's at least a dollar now. Right. It's at least a dollar. I want you to explain to me how Cowboys and Eagles is going to go on Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, so actually, you know, the tougher to forecast is also the Houston Texans. Because I have no idea ab- about this team. And, and I'll get to the Cowboys and Eagles in a second. But I do want you to be aware of something about how erratic the Houston Texans are. They do this thing where they lose a game and then they win two games. And they've done it four times this season. If they do it again and beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on Saturday, they're the fourth team in NFL history that has ever done that and put together five of lose-win-win type scenarios in a row, which means they start get going and then they fall flat on their face. I cannot figure that team out for the life of me. And if I was a gambling man and I bet on the Houston Texans, I would be dead broke. You know, for the Cowboys, I get it, it's interesting because, like, you just, if you're a Cowboys fan, I think you should be worried about this. Did you get your team's best game last Sunday against the Rams? And all of a sudden, do the Cowboys get sloppy? Do they, do they not pay attention to detail once again? Are there, you know, just, do they get away maybe from their game plan? You know, and, and it's got to be pounding Zeke, right? I mean, no running back, I mean, literally in the Super Bowl era, has tormented the Philadelphia Eagles more than Zeke Elliott. I mean, the Cowboys are 5-0 and when Zeke is on the field playing against them. So I think that's, you know, just uh, that's where I worry about it. Because this Eagles team, look, their media is so cruel and harsh. I mean, they've been dumping dirt on this team like pretty much all season long, right? Yet Carson Wentz is playing his best football right now with Greg Ward. As his, as his, uh, you know, as his top wide receiver, Greg Ward was the only guy, the only wide receiver to catch a pass for the Eagles last week. Okay, the converted college quarterback from the University of Houston. Right. Okay, so seven catches, sixty-one yards, and the Eagles still put up thirty-seven points. This is a dangerous team, I think, in regards to just screwing with the Cowboys on Sunday. I think Philadelphia actually wins this one. Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon here from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios on the hotline with us. Sirius XM NFL radio host, NFL insider, our buddy Alex Marvez. Find him on Twitter at Alex Marvez. Alex, Monday Night Football, Green Bay, Minnesota. Is Green Bay the most unheralded 11-win team we've seen in NFL history? I think they're the most overrated team, maybe at this point of the uh, of the season, because they're just they're not really spectacular at anything. Right, you know, I mean, I mean, they're they're okay. I mean, they're listen. What they do, what they didn't do under Mike McCarthy, they do the little things well. 
they don't beat themselves anymore, right? Their special teams are much improved, even though I'm not sure if they're still at negative yardage and punt returns. And, and I'm not joking. Like, literally for like 11, 12 weeks, and I stopped following it, but they were at negative yardage as far as punt returns. But that's the only blemish on special teams. They've been so improved in that regard. And look, you know Aaron Rodgers doesn't make big mistakes, but other players have been the same way. And Aaron Jones has been an epiphany for this team. Think about this. He leads the NFL in rushing touchdowns with 14. The last Packers running back to lead the NFL in rushing touchdowns was Jim Taylor back in 1962, the late great pro football Hall of Famer. We're talking Lombardi era here. So Green Bay's changed some things around. I think actually Minnesota is the better team. The big question is this. Can Kirk Cousins carry this team on Monday Night Football with Mike Boone likely the starting running back with Alvin Cook? banged up with a shoulder chest injury, and, and Alexander Madison, the rookie from Boise State, having a high ankle sprain. Lots going to go on him, but I mean, I, I just think, too, Minnesota, home field advantage. This is all set up for Kirk Cousins, right? This has to be his time to shine and win this game. We'll see if he can get it done on Monday Night Football. He's never done it in his career, 0-8. <laughs> and now you just jinxed him. Now, you're all fine until you mention his record on Monday Night Football AM. He was doing just fine. Uh, hey, so uh, injury perspective here. We find out, you know, a couple of games we talked about. We know Dak Prescott is okay, not appearing on the injury report for the Dallas Cowboys against the Eagles on Sunday, which would change things immensely. But this late-breaking news in the past couple of days with Tom Brady and his elbow, the video that came out today of him throwing passes, kind of shaking his elbow out, is 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 I mean, and all this video came from the Bengal sideline. Is is this really something that is very concernable with Tom Brady's elbow, or is this just, hey, here's we're trying to dive in and find a big story, week sixteen? Uh, did the Bengals get fined for taking Tom Brady's elbow <laughs> from the sideline? I, I don't. He just was asking for a friend. Um, so here's the deal with Tom Brady, right? Since week nine, fifty-four point one completion percentage. He's averaged five point four yards per pass, seventy-five point seven passer rating. There are 26 quarterbacks who have made at least five starts since week nine. All of those metrics I just gave you are the last, the worst in the NFL among those starting quarterbacks. He's been bad. And you can just tell against Cincinnati. He's not very accurate right now. And it's not just because he's got clunk, you know, like, like just Julian Edelman and a bunch of guys as wide receivers and no tight ends to speak of. I mean, I think Tom Brady has hurt a lot more than has let on, and he's trying to get his way through it. And, and, you know, obviously trying to do it against the Buffalo Bills is not an easy task. I think Buffalo has a pretty good chance of winning this game. It's going to be the proverbial defensive struggle. But here's the deal for the Patriots. And this is, look, you know how they are, right? Just get into the playoffs with a first-round bye. That's that's the whole key for the Patriots. Don't play in week one. Because if they play in week one, they are not getting to Super Bowl 54. Okay, but if they can get that first round by and survive, they'll be okay is how they feel because you can give Brady some time to rest. It would be huge for this team. I think that they're exhausted. So that being said, we'll see how they fare against Buffalo. You know, one thing, too, for the Bills to win this division, let's keep in mind, they not only have to uh, beat the Patriots and then beat the Jets on uh, at home in Week 17, the Patriots would have to lose to the Miami Dolphins at home in Week 17. And I just don't see that happening as well. So for the Bills, it's really more of a statement game. And for the Patriots, it's just trying to survive to get into January and get Brady and the rest of the team a break. Remember, says, what if they played the equivalent of almost two extra seasons during Brady's career? in playoff games. Mm-hmm. I mean, it can take a toll on somebody. And then clearly, Tom Brady, who's getting hit, by the way, too. Another thing to point out, teams aren't scared of those wide receivers. They're blitzing like crazy. And Tom at 42, that mobility, ay, 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 ay. I mean, it, it's just, I, I, 
look, the Patriots aren't dead and buried. Trust me, I, I you know I know better than that. But gosh, it looks like that day is coming sooner than later. All right, AM, I got a good one for you, and this one's percolating outside of the games right now. Uh, this NFL 100 all-time team next round came up today, and the top ten wide receivers. Uh, were unveiled and included Larry Fitzgerald of your Arizona Cardinals, but did not include Terrell Owens. As expected, Terrell Owens is taken to social media uh, to talk about the slight. Uh, if you were voting on this, was he at all? Would, would he have been a top ten? And should Fitzgerald be there? Um, I, you know what? I, I don't think that, that Terrell Owens is a top ten wide receiver. I mean, he's an accumulator, and in an NFL passing era, where people accumulate stats. I mean, that's the deal. I mean, he, look, he has longevity and stat accumulation. And listen, he's a pro football Hall of Famer. I, I, don't, I don't deny that. But is he one of the ten greatest wide receivers? I mean, off the top of my head, you know, I, I don't know. I, 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 I can debate that. I think for Larry Fitzgerald, it, it's been sustained excellence. You look, at the, you look at the stats, and, I mean, he's right there with T.O., right? I mean, it's just that Larry doesn't open up his mouth as much as T.O., and make it all about himself. By the time Larry Fitzgerald's done, I'm not saying he's going to catch Jerry Rice, but he may be up there. And the thing too is Larry. But is he a stat accumulator at this point, though? And oh, well, I mean, well, I mean, here's the thing about it. Like, I, I will say this: he's a fantastic blocker, right? I mean, you look at what he did when he reinvented himself, moving to the slot under Bruce Arians, and now he's in another different offense. And how many different quarterbacks has this guy played with during his NFL career? Yet, look at his production. I mean, it's almost like Tim Brown in that way with the Raiders, where you just have this constant rotation of quarterbacks, where you had one great quarterback, just like Tim had with Rich Gannon. You had one great quarterback working with him in, you know, in Co. Warner, and then he was fantastic. Top 10 wide receivers. I mean, it, it's, listen, I, since I'm not part of the panel, I can't argue it. I think, though, that'll tell you the type of respect that Larry Fitzgerald has among people that, you know, do this for a living in terms of building teams and evaluating personnel. And, and in that, you know, so I, I just have a hard time with it. It's such a tough list to accomplish, guys. Think about how much the game has changed, what's asked of players, the size-speed ratio now compared to what it once was, how you have so many young people playing as opposed to before where you can survive in this league forever. I mean, all of these things that go into it. But, I mean, T.O., I, you know, I won't give it a second of thought when we're off the air, to be honest with you, because it's T.O. I mean, I just have no – I don't have a lot of respect for the way the guy handles himself, to be honest with you, and whining about the Hall of Fame and just everything with the guy. It's just it's funny because I interviewed him 10 years ago and all the guys tell him, like, I don't care if I get in the Hall of Fame. It's not a big deal to me. And then the first thing he does when he doesn't get in is talk about what a big deal it is if he didn't get in in the first bout and then doesn't show up to give his speech. All right, T.O., good. It's all about you, buddy. Twitter at How About a Fresca, Mike at Swollen Dome, the Jason Smith Show with Mike Carmen. You can hit up Alex Marvez on Twitter at Alex Marvez, Sirius XM, NFL radio host and insider AM. As always, appreciate it. My favorite visit of the season was tonight with you because you picked the Jets. Thanks so much, buddy. <laughs> we'll talk to you next week. Have fun. See you, Alex. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Full work limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah. That's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. 
Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Last season on the Choosing Sides F1 podcast, we established unequivocally that F1 is the pinnacle of motorsports. We did, but honestly, I was left with more questions than answers, Tony. I'm Tony Cameron Brown, a tech, culture, and F1 commentator. And I'm Michael Costa, comedian from The Daily Show. Join us for season two of Choosing Sides F1. Our F1 102, if you will. And get all of the answers. All of them? Listen to Choosing Sides F1 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Davis Miller, host of the new podcast, The Tao of Muhammad Ali. I met Ali in 1988, and surprisingly, we became friends. His influence profoundly changed my perspective on the purpose of life itself. I'll tell you that story, and also stories of others touched by the champ. Listen to The Tao of Muhammad Ali on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Julian Edelman from Games With Names, and we're on a search to find the greatest games of all time with the players and coaches who lived in them. Ever wonder what a locker room feels like at a halftime of a Super Bowl? Or what about the the after parties? We're going to dive deep into the most iconic games with the most iconic people. New episodes dropping weekly. Listen to Games With Names on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.